Hello, and welcome back to Hunting Legends. I am Sue Host, Lauren Garcia. This is Sue Host. Say your name. Huh? <laughs> what? Oh. Say your real name. Yeah. <laughs> and today, we're gonna have a bit of a creepy... Mine's feature. just kind of sad. Why is it sad? <laughs> You're gonna find out. Okay, then. It is creepy. And you're, uh, just... And these all are also foreign to us foreign legends. So, okay. uh, um, who went first last time? I went first last first time, because I just um, Is yours, like, scary? And... No. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go, I go first. So, so, um, you may know that there's, like, um, legends and theories and stuff about Studio Ghibli movies, and most of them are bullshit, yeah. but there's a couple that are, that actually make sense, and there's, um, a couple that are really, really depressing, and, um, I'm not gonna cover those because of that, that fucked me up last night, so I'm not gonna do that. Okay, but <laughs> um, the main one that I covered, I'll I'll run by the other ones, but for no, you real quick. But won't go in depth. And if you ask a question, then I'll let you know because it's mostly most of them don't make sense. But um, most of them are just people pulling things out their asses. Kinda, yeah. Okay, so um, Nausicaa. There's a theory that Nausicaa was actually set on Mars, which isn't true because they literally state in the movie that they're on Earth. <laughs> um, there's a thing, there's a theory that Ponyo, at the end of Ponyo, whenever the old people are running around in the air bubble under the ocean, that they're actually in heaven and that they all died, which doesn't make sense because make sense. they come back to the surface. So I guess they came back to life. <laughs> um, and... Porco Rosso, which is, yeah, um, there's a, there's a, it's not a theory, I think it's a fact, actually, that there were deleted scenes, there were, like, deleted fight scenes of the fire, the pilot guy, but, um, the movie was, um, heavily sponsored and produced by a Japanese airline, so they had him, Miyazaki, take out the fighting scene, the fire fire pilot scenes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Wait, why? Because it was, it was sponsored by a Japanese airline, like a normal airline. Okay. Is there something in my hair? No. Why are you looking past me? Because I'm looking at the scab that you have on your head. It just kind of caught my eye. I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. And then in Princess Mononoke, um, there was, there was a theory that was? the disease that the villagers suffer from is leprosy. And Miyazaki actually confirmed in 2016 on World Leprosy Day that although it's not specifically that disease, it is a, a disease similar that causes similar things. Yeah. And it's the whole thing was that he wanted to pick a disease that people suffer from like long term that they can't get rid of and that they're ostracized for it because it attacks physical beauty. Yeah, okay. 
That um, sounds like him. That sounds like I don't know if do. I want to tell you this one because Spirited Away is your favorite. He's it's not my favorite. It's not? Princess Mononoke is oh, my is favorite. It? Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just tell you. Okay, then. Um, Spirited Away is about the sex industry. Oh, I've heard that. You've heard that? Bullshit. Okay, cool. Huh? That's complete bullshit. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Miyazaki confirmed it. <laughs> And not like, not like specifically, like not like all the specifics, but he, in an interview, he did say that um, there are a lot of nods to Japanese culture and that Japanese culture is heavily influenced by the sex industry and is a lot like it. And that he, he believes that um, telling the story of like humanity and hum the human condition is the easiest to tell it through the sex industry. Um... Yeah. And so, um, in Spirited Away, there's this um, character called No Face. It's uh, Kaonashi in Japanese, which means faceless. Isn't that based on, like, some Japanese legend? No. As apparently, I thought it was too. Apparently, it's he. It was a completely made-up character by Miyazaki, and he is a metaphor for the libido that everyone has. Koanashi isn't Koanashi. I'm pronouncing it wrong like the dude that I listened to. Kaonashi is inside of everybody. It's thought to be a reflection of human nature. Oh, okay. Which is why he can't reflect um, Chihiro. That's why he has to start acting like an actual thing. Because he can't reflect Chihiro because he can't absorb anything from her. That's weird. You know how he, like, gets crazed because he starts eating people who are, like, greedy and they, yeah. And he reflects that back to everybody else. Okay, so he doesn't do that with Chihiro because Chihiro is innocent. Okay. Yeah. I didn't understand you I didn't the first explain part. it very well. So, okay. But, yeah. He I can't reflect anything now. back to Chihiro because... She has no greed and whatnot. She has no greed and everything. She's still innocent. Um, okay, the main one that I did is the conspiracy theory about my neighbor Totoro. And it's kind of like Peter Pan. Oh. Yeah. And that people believe that Totoro in the movie is the god of death. And once you I'm hear the rest I'm of the stuff, it'll make you. sense. Okay. But, um, Just keep explaining. Keep on trucking. Sorry, I had to pick up. Eh. Burp. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a theory that the whole movie is actually based on a incident called the Sayama Incident of 1963, where a 16-year-old high school student was kidnapped and went, was missing and was kidnapped from on her way home from school. And there, she, her older sister. As you know, the little sister goes missing in the movie. And I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but uh, it's been a long time since I've seen my neighbor Toro. And her older sister receives a ransom note for however much money to meet him here. But whenever she goes to do this meeting, um, there are police everywhere. So the guy... <sighs> Sorry. Runs bails. off. He bails. And... Her body is found later after being raped and killed. So, yeah. 
So um, it's based off that legend or that story. Yeah, it's it. There's a theory. It's theory. It's been. Um, Studio Ghibli has released a statement that it hasn't. It doesn't have anything to do with it. But there are a lot of similarities in. I guess I will go ahead and list them for you. <laughs> in the actual uh, Sayama inci incident. Incident. Um thing that I one of the things that I remember that actually happened in real life and in the movie was that in the actual Sayama incident um, she was something was found by a lake or something and her little sister May her shoe was found by a lake and the older woman thought that she might have drowned which will come into play later um, another thing is that what's what's the main character's name I don't remember it's been a long time <laughs> The main character's name, which I don't remember and I didn't write down, uh, means the month of May in Japanese, and her little sister is named May, um, M-E-I, which is pronounced like the month May, and the Sayama incident happened in May. Mm -hmm. The story takes place in a city that is neighboring to Sayama. Mm -hmm. In the movie, my neighbor Totoro, neighboring city. Um, yes. in the movie there's a box of tea that has Sayama written on it, and it is believed that, um, the ransom note was found in a tea field. Um, mm, mm, mm. okay, leading back to the movie, in the point in the story where her maze shoe was found by the lake and they thought that she might have drowned, that's where the story defers into the dark. And it's thought that maybe May did drown and died. And whenever her sister goes to Totoro and asks him to take her to her sister, she he then takes her to the cat bus. And the, he is taking her, like, to the Grim Reaper to take her to her sister. Mm -hmm. And this actually does make sense because um, on the cat bus, there's, like, the little, like, dial thing that tells you where the bus is going, mm -hmm. and one of the kanji that it stops on before she goes to May is Path to the Graveyard. Hmm. Let me open up my book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling this all from memory because of... Okay, and then whenever she actually goes and finds May, she is seen in a field sitting beside um, six Jizo statues which are commonly found in cemeteries and they're thought to be protectors of children in the afterlife, in the, in the underworld. And also, after they, re they are reunited, Totoro takes them to see their parents, but they only see them from a distance. Mm -hmm. They don't actually go and see their parents. They see them, um, they sit on top of a tree and look at their parents through the window of a hospital where their mother is staying because she has um, tuberculosis, it was later confirmed that the mother had tuberculosis in the movie. And um, in the movie she says, I thought I saw the girls uh, smiling at me from up in that tree over there, and their father says maybe you were right, and later on the girls are reunited with their mother, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But it's, it's a commentary on how she, their mother is close to death, so yeah, she can so she see them can see in them. the afterlife. Um, I think that's it. 
but as stated, Ghibli stated, they made a, a formal statement that this movie isn't at all connected to the Sayama incident, but in the diversion in the movie where it might go into something darker actually does make sense, theoretically, without having anything to do with the Sayama incident. Okay. So if you want to view it that way, you can. I don't really want to view it that way. That's kind of dark. And I don't like it. Um... Yes. Can I have a Peter Pan story? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, in the original oh, yeah. Peter Pan story, in the original Peter Pan story of it was, it's it was believed were, to be, what what is it? There are two different it was J.M. Barry, the author, said that it was complete bullshit, but um, it was believed that Peter Pan was a angel of death and he was escorting children into the afterlife, mm -hmm. and that Nether Neverland was heaven. Um, which isn't true, <laughs> because if it was, Peter Pan is a sucky angel, and... Um, are you gonna tell the second one? What? Go ahead. That Peter Pan was actually stealing children. Oh, yeah. The and Peter whenever the children. children got too old, he would kill them, and the pirates in the story are, are the, the children, children that, that escaped. escaped. Yeah. No, it, none of that is actually true. It, he wrote it, um... As a story for children, and the proceeds went to a children's hospital, and that's just it. Peter Pan sucks. Like, actual- no, the story's good. The story's good. Peter Pan, the actual character, sucks. Ass. I- <laughs> I read that book a while ago. Lord. I don't really like Peter Pan, so- no, Like, don't the, read the, the book entire then. story, I don't, don't really know. like it. No. So, yeah. Um, is that it? Um... I guess I will mention Grave of the Fireflies. If you've seen Grave of the Fireflies, you will know what I mean. Do not watch Grave of the Fireflies. I almost died. I am not kidding you. Okay, then. Okay. I thought I was going to die of a broken heart. Okay. Um, in it, Seita and Setsuko. I honestly thought you were about to say Satan. <laughs> The siblings. Um, we all know, if you've seen it, uh, that don't watch it if you haven't seen it. You don't need that on your conscience. The movie is about the um, the human cost of war. It takes place in Japan during wartime. I don't know what war because I don't know about Japanese history. I apologize. <laughs> but it's about this teenage boy who has to take care of his little sister after they're separated from their parents and they go and kind of separate off and they're living in this remote place in a bomb shelter nobody's used for years and the theory theory that's really fucked up and just makes a worse a, a, a really terrible movie worse yeah is that they are in purgatory reliving their lives on a loop. Okay, then. I, do you want me to explain? I mean, I, I get it. Like, they're reliving, they're reliving their lives. They're reliving their death. It's kind of like our, our original ghost story where a ghost is, like, reliving its life right before its death. It's a, it's a good movie. That's a lot of heavy feeling. 
but I mean, if you've seen it, you know, at the end, they're like ghosts in, in the grave of the firefly, mm-hmm. and they're together again, and it pans, whenever the shot pans out. Oh, shit. What is that? What are the two new albums? <laughs> whenever the shot pans out, they're not in, like, countryside Japan anymore. They're overlooking Tokyo. Yeah. So you know that they're dead. But the theory is that because it's modern times now, that they've been reliving their lives in a loop because the whole movie is them looking back on their lives. The Yeah, the movie is Seta looking back on their lives and narrating. So it's believed that he they're in a loop. And it's really sad. Do not watch that movie for me. <laughs> That's all I have. Okay, the... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You've never seen Grave of the Fireflies. No. And I do not watch Grave of the Fireflies. Okay, It's so sad. It's so depressing. And the theory, the purgatory theory, just adds more existential weight onto it. Do you need a minute? No, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Mine is not about purgatory or the sex industry or anything. I I can tell you more about that, but we're not, no, let's not get into that. (laughs) I have Baba Yaga, which is from Slavic folklore. Baba Yaga is a supernatural being who appears as a deformed or malicious-looking woman. Uh, In Russian tales, Baba Yaga flies around in a mortar wielding a pastel, which is the bowl and... Mortar and pestle. Pestle. Like you grind up seeds. Oh, I said pastel, sorry. (laughs) Mortar and pestle. 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 That's, yeah, the thing that you use to, like, grind up herbs and, like, seeds and whatnot. Uh, and she also dwells deep in forests <laughs> and in a hut that is described as having chicken legs. The hut has chicken legs. The hucked, hucked, <laughs> hut has chicken legs. The so hut are we talking about, around. like, a moving castle situation? Yeah, a moving castle on chicken legs. Look at the end of the movie. <laughs> Whatever, it's just a board on legs. <laughs> a hut on chicken legs. Okay. Uh, Baba Yaga in most like old tales is described as being a donor or a donor. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Which is a person who tests the hero of the story. Oh, okay. Uh Others, she's described as a villain. Uh, the first written reference of Baba Yaga was in ni- 1719, 1755 by Mikhail V. Lemonosovs. Lemony Snicket. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lemon O. Sovs. Lemonosov. <laughs> I can't. Lemonosovs. I keep getting tongue-tied, sorry. 
Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, in his story, Lomonosa? Russian grammar, which is a translation. <laughs> she is mentioned twice, once as the figure largely associated with Slavic tradition. Uh, in the second time, she uh, is mentioned as being with no equivalence to another supernatural being, because in this book, uh, he lists a whole bunch of Russian supernatural creatures and their counterparts in other cultures, mm -hmm. but whenever he lists Baba Yaga, she has no other counterpart in a different culture. Uh... Some tales say that when inside her home, she may be found stretched out over the stove, her body reaching from one side of the hut to the other. That's a visual right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one popular story of Baba Yaga is The Maiden's Sar, written uh -huh. in the 19th century by Alexander. Stick with me, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Afanasyev? Afanasyev? Sure. Sure. I don't I'm know sorry if I mispronounce it. Uh, this tale features a trio of Baba Yagas, actually, who are all sisters with the same name. Did you tell me what Baba Yaga means? I think I wrote it down. I'm gonna get to it. I think. Okay. Hold on. Uh... What did I say? The tale features a trio of Babiaga sisters, all with the same name. The story follows a character named Ivan who visits the home of the three Babiaga sisters in order to find his, in order to fulfill his quests. He asks them a question of like where he must go and whatnot. But at the third Babiaga sister's home, uh, Babiaga tries to eat Ivan, which is a whole other thing. Of where, like, he asks her to give her these three flutes, and he blows... Wait, 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 what? He gives her three... He asks her to give her three what? He asks her to give him three flutes or corns. Oh. One of the two. I thought you said flutes. <laughs> no! Like, wait. Flutes. <laughs> flutes. Instrumenty things. Ow. And he, like, blows on each one, and whenever he blows on the third one, a firebird appears before him, and he jumps on it and escapes Baba Yaga from eating him. Okay. Hold it's on. a crazy story. They got mad over some flute. No, 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 no. He comes to the third sister's house, and he asks her, like, where he must go to fulfill his quests, but she doesn't answer him, and then tries to eat him. <laughs> and then Ivan asks her to give him the flutes, which he blows on, and then a firebird comes. Why would helps. she give him the flutes? I don't know. What did he just... Toot. 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 Bird. <laughs> no, it's like a thing, like, with each flute that he played, more and more birds began to come, oh. and with the third one... The firebird finally came, and okay. he escaped on it. This is weird. It's a weird story. Why would she give him the flutes? I don't know, she Gabby. She just tried to eat this him. This is just a folk tale. Okay, whatever. Uh, 
Babiaga are also appears on the Lubki, which I believe I'm pronouncing correctly, which are wood block paintings that <laughs> that were believed to be created sometime between the 17th and the 18th century, and they were created to describe Russian culture. And some of the paintings illustrate Baba Yaga heading into battle on an alligator, and others describe her as dancing. It's, yeah, it's it's weird. But the paintings themselves, the love key themselves, are pretty cool because they they do describe Russian culture and. It, yeah, they're cool paintings. Um, <laughs> I will tell you what Baba Yaga means now. Cool. Baba is actually associated in uh, like Russian language as like old or decrepit woman. And there is no actual translation for the later part of it. So it's kind of like old decrepit woman and then her name. It's weird. That's kind of why I didn't add the name bit. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. There is one other being that closely relates to Baba Yaga and it is the Jezebaba, which is actually from Western Slavic folklore and today scholars believed that because they are so close in description and in lore that they were actually derived either from each other or from the same sort of story in the past. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why I was also going to do Baba Yaga this week is because Baba Yaga was recently fe featured in the 2019 film Hellboy. Oh, really? And I actually, I do very much like their description of her because it is actually pretty accurate. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you get it now, don't you? Oh! In the movie, like, the first thing that comes up is this house on these giant chicken legs. I'm sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I mean... It's been out for a while. It has been out for a while. Uh, that makes so much sense Yeah, now. like it comes out of the fog that's like in he, the fort. He with, goes into like a, a thing, doesn't he? Yeah. He like go, a trance or something? He goes into a sort of trance in the movie, and then he ends up in this foggy, dying forest. And then all of a sudden this house appears on these giant pair of chicken legs. It's just standing there. Yeah, and then That's he weird. goes into the house and I thought he was on an <laughs> I also like their description of Baba Yaga herself because it is very accurate in the fact that she is this grotesque in the stories, this grotesque looking woman. Mm -hmm. And in the movies they very well interpret that. Mm -hmm. And they do interpret that sometimes she does eat humans and she does yeah. play tricks on other people mm -hmm. and she does give like fortunes, I guess you could call it, for lack yeah, of a better word. She was, does give help. He he was gonna go to her, and for some reason he knew he needed to ask her what to do. But whenever he saw that she was eating people, he refused to make a deal with her. Yes. And yeah, that was the main reason why I wanted to do Baba Yaga. Cool. And that's all I have. I hope you like that. I thought it was a lot better than your legends. No offense. Screw you. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like how 
it's like a it's a clear description of like how weird how out there that the human culture can get with their legends like sometimes she's writing on well, I mean... a giant go ahead like a giant bowl with a little grinding spoon with her. And sometimes she's in a house that's on chicken legs. And sometimes she's riding into battle on the back of an alligator. Yes. It's crazy, and I think it's really cool. It's like a crazy cool. <laughs> is that it? Is that all you have? <laughs> Don't have anything else to add. There's not really much to say about that. <laughs> you have anything to add? Um, I mean, thanks I do for saying that mine wasn't very good because I went through some freaking emotional trauma I mean, for it, but whatever. It was heavy. Mine wasn't as heavy as what I'm saying. Like, there was, like, there's something you can fall back into that's, like, funny. That's, like, not as bad as the true story. Do you like the new Hellboy? I, okay, I have mixed feelings about it. Because I think they tried if way too camera. hard to live up to the past Hellboy movies. Oh, yeah. And that kind of ruined the movie for me. But I do like how they added more supernatural creatures, how they did get a little more accurate with them. I didn't. Because it was all CGI. Well, that the part sucks. Why, because I don't... <laughs> Hellboy is an alright movie to me. I What I really loved about it was that everything was actually there. There were animatronics and there were people in masks and it was all real. And it wasn't somebody flipping around in a field fighting nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I do like how they added the other supernatural creatures in there. And how it wasn't just them. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that know. it? Is that all we're doing? Uh, have you burped yet? Yeah. Okay. Should we do the outro? Should we um, give a hint to next week? I was doing notes while you were talking. Oh, screw you. <laughs> Okay, do you want to give a hint for next week? Um, we're going to revisit some curses, but it's they're going to be a little bit more real. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, then. <laughs> that was a weird, that was a bit of a weird one. <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> I don't want to give it away either, because it's kind of an easy thing to just bladder out. Yeah, bladder. like I would just tell them half the time. Screw you. This is why we Screw don't work well together. This is why we don't work well together, folks. Oh, it's, because it's sisterly hate. If you don't have a sister, you don't understand. Or a sibling. I guess it could go either way. <laughs> I mean, you're annoying as hell. Alright, uh, this has been Hunting Legends. If I you. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This has been Hunting Legends. 
If you're a new listener, hope you stick with us. Hope you listen to our past episodes. Not all of them. The first few episodes kind of suck. That one about the asylums? Don't listen to that one. <laughs> that was a heavy one. Fuck, I'm tearing up just listening about it. Yeah. Listening. listening. Thinking. 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 Uh, if Damn. you've been with us, hope you stay tuned for next week and our very terrible hint that we gave you. <laughs> Um, hope you'll subscribe for more. Hope you comment if I got any names wrong, you're wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, you're welcome to correct me. I would like to get them right. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I wish I could have had a burp right there. <laughs> uh, were you haunted this week, Gabby? Um, yeah, haunted by some emotions. Were you haunted by ghosts? No. Last night, whenever Lauren said goodnight to me, <laughs> I, she uh, she said goodnight to me. She was on my left side, but I have hearing damage in my left ear, so I heard it in my right ear, and I thought it was from across the room, and I was in a room by myself. <laughs> so I freaked the fuck out. Steven also turned on your radio earlier Oh, this yeah. Week. We, we left... To go to the store. <laughs> Earlier this week. And I hadn't done anything to my stereo. And we got back, and it was playing my CD that I had in there. And I just kind of was like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> I was going to play it whenever I got back. Yeah. That's the weird thing. But I was, like, thinking about playing it before we left. Then I was like, no, I'll play it whenever we get back. And I walked <laughs> in my room, and it was already playing. And then I was like, Later. Later. <laughs> Quite a bit later. <laughs> I was like, Lauren, did you play my CD player? She's like, no. <laughs> so. It was funny. It wasn't like a bad experience. It was a funny experience. It uh, was so, I thought it was so funny though. I walked into my room and I was like, huh. Oh well. <laughs> uh... Anyway, hope you like that story. Hope you like our stories. See you next week. Or hear you next week, or you'll hear us next week. (laughs) We'll do something next week. We'll do something next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Are you going to do something else while I'm still recording? Fuck, I just just need to start drinking sodas. Fucking burps off the camera. That's (laughs) perfect.